Agot Ner Shabbos, everyone. We're about to begin. Be'ezz Hashem, Shir number 123 in the Svarim of Rav Zalek Fliskin and other Svarim books regarding self-confidence. And today we're going to talk about the practice of mindfulness to distance from negative thoughts. We said very often that a big shayrish in self-esteem is to learn how to remove yourself from negative thoughts, how to sometimes be able to transform and reframe the negative into positive. And here we're going to talk about that skill. So, for example, have you ever tried to distance yourself from your upsetting thoughts by watching them like a movie? This can be done with practice. doesn't come naturally for many, but it could be done. Do you try to step back and observe your thoughts and observe your feelings before you react to them? Can you pull back from an emotionally charged situation to get a more objective perspective? Do you ever focus on looking at your thoughts rather than from your thoughts? That is a very, very important skill that you can learn. If you're able to do this, that's the cornerstone of a popular model, which again, it's just funny to me. It's a model of acceptance and commitment therapy developed by a guy, Stephen Hayes, back in 2005. But again, you could go back thousands and thousands of years of where the Torah talks about how to analyze your thoughts in Chesh Ben HaNefesh, and if you look deeply, deeply in Chazal, in the Piesetzna has a contrast. It's not well known that much. In his Sefer, Derech HaMelech on the Torah, brings down about it, um, and it talks about it. Um, and um, the other contrasts talk about how to analyze your thoughts in a distant way in order to learn how to fix it. There's a book, You Revealed, by Rabbi Naftali Horowitz. He talks about it, too. So it's well known. But we're going to talk about what Stephen Hayes says about it. He suggests that when you find yourself gripped with a toxic thought and an unhealthy thought is stuck in, in your mind, that is a process of what he calls cognitive fusion. Fusion means that it's stuck together. Your cognition, meaning your thought, is fused to your way of thinking. Meaning that what you need to do is distance from these thoughts by watching those thoughts, by observing your thoughts. Now, if this seems strange to the people listening to, because when I first heard this, it was strange to me. What do you mean? I am what I think. I'm thinking it, so I'm feeling what I'm thinking. How can I separate my thoughts and analyze it? But there is a book, and I forgot the name of the author at this, this second, You Are Not Your Brain is the name of the title, I believe. And over there, he does explain it. Indeed, you are not your, your brain. There are things in your conscious and subconscious that's much deeper than your mental process that you, by learning this, can override it and look at your mental process in an objective, objective way in order to correct it. So in order to do this, it's what he calls it cognitive diffusion which is a mindfulness technique to be present-focused 
And it's a tremendous key to overcome persistent negative thinking and when you're emotionally upset and things that lead to low self-esteem. An easier way to look at this, not to get scientific and to make it as simple as possible, is to develop and imagine that you have an observing head, meaning that you have the ability to distance yourself from your problems by objectively observing them, and that can help you detach from your unhealthy thoughts. For example, if your observing head can replace thoughts, let's say a thought, you're bashing yourself, I am such a low life. So instead of saying, when you say to yourself, I'm such a low life, you change that thought with different words in your mind and say, instead of saying, I am a low life, you say, I am having the thought in my mind that I am a low life. That type of thinking helps us identify less, less with that perception. Someone falls into yush. He did something wrong. He was nechshel. He feels bad about it. He wants to do tshuva. But what does the Yetzirah do? Of course, it tries to bash you even more so that you should do more Averis and you should fall into despair. So the thought that the Yetzirah puts in your mind is, I'm the worst Russia that ever existed. I am the worst Russia that ever existed. Replace that thought with this. I am having a machshava that I am the worst Russia that ever existed. That changes everything. Over time, you'll see that changes everything. Because what you're doing now is you're saying, you're removing, I'm not the worst Russia in the world. I am having a thought in my mind. Because of this, yes, I understand that there's a reason why I'm thinking this, but it's a thought that I'm the worst Russian in the world. And that separates yourself from it. And then you'll be able to look at that. Okay, I'm the worst Russian in the world. First of all, even if I'm the worst Russian in the world, if you do tshuva, Hashem accepts you with open arms. And I'm not the worst Russian in the world because I really want to do mitzvahs. It's just my Yitzhar got the better of it in me. I'm not making excuses, but it's also doesn't make me the worst Russian in the world. I didn't do this lahachis. I, my taiva got the best of me. Or if, if you did it lahachis, I was hurt. Not to, again, not to excuse yourself uh, to, to, to uh, you know, excuse yourself from bad behavior. That's not what we're talking about. But to get to a point to challenge that thought that you said on yourself that you're the worst Russian in the world, which is untrue. And that helps. This rephrasing of that thought in your mind. I will never get it right. I'm always a a screw-up and nothing will come of me. Instead, I'm having now a thought that nothing will come of me. You observe it. And it takes time, but you practice this, and this is life-saving. And people use this technique, and it helps them get past the unhealthy past fears and conflicts, and agony. One way also is imagery. For example, if you're going through a real storm of emotion, negative emotions, you're very angry or upset, and the people around you are upset, 
and uh, it, it's just a very tense atmosphere. And you're caught up in it. You're very aggravated. You're very upset. This is what you do. You visualize your thoughts and your feelings as the weather. It's a weather. And no matter how turbulent it is, okay? The, I'm, in my mind, there's a hurricane. There's a blizzard. There's a rainstorm. There's a tornado. Yes, that's what it is now. But it's going to soon be replaced with blue skies and calm breeze. And if I have patience and amuna, this storm will pass. You don't try to change the weather. You can't control the weather. But you can observe it and detach from it. You'll know the storm will pass. This is a tremendous etza. It took me a long time to do it, but it worked. And as you practice, it'll work more. Let's say you know you get into an anger or resentment spell for a couple of days. It takes you days to get out of it. Something happened. You got upset at your wife, your husband, your friend, whatever it is. You feel very resentment. And you know you should let it go. It was, it was really nothing major, but you just it's, it's eating at you. And it's lasting days. What you do is, this is what I did when I finally realized it. I said to myself, you know, first of all, at the moment when I got really was angry, I realized right now there's a thought, meaning you're angry, you feel you can't control yourself, but then you have siyata deshmai and you focus and you say, right now I'm angry, right now I'm not thinking straight, and right now it's better for me to be quiet. That's effective, and I'm telling you it works. It won't work, meaning it won't make you all of a sudden be calm and like, you know, like you're not angry at all. That takes a lot of work for many months, many years. But it'll help you close your mouth. Where normally when you are angry, you lashed out back and you cause more damage. By thinking this thought, by training your mind, I'm angry now, I'm not thinking straight, I need to be quiet for now. That will give you the self-control to at least do that, even though you're feeling angry now. And then if you still feel resentment a day or two later, this visualization, there was a hurricane, then it became a nor'easter, like a tropical storm. You know, when the hurricane uh, um, stage number five becomes a, I mean, a, a, a five becomes a four, then a three, two, one, and then a tropical storm, then just a nor'easter, and then a, a, a little rain, and then a drizzle, and then the clouds part, and then you have sunlight again. That's the way you look at it. I went through the hurricane already. Now it's already, the storm is subsiding. The sun is coming. That'll help you calm down. It'll help your resentment go away. Another visualization is to visualize your observing self as the sky and imagine that you're, the machshavas you don't want and those emotions you don't want is like clouds. You know, when you have a, like a nice blue sky, but you have these like white clouds and there's a wind and they are floating across the horizon, and they're moving out. And, event, and, and, and you see that, as, at, that at some point, these clouds are going to be moved to this side of the sky, and you're going to have a clear blue sky. That's the way you visualize it. You visualize it is that my hergation, the negative ones, and my bad emotions, they are just that, just negative emotions, and it will float away. That helps you detach. Another thing is, 
is to also, if you imagine a beach ball in a body of water, and when you push it down, it pops right back up. That is an image to tell you that if you resist your thought rather than to accept it and move on, it'll just pop up again and pop up again. So instead of doing that, you take a note of it. Instead of fighting against it, you observe it without getting attached to them. And that is a real healthy way of dealing with this. This explains a lot in a very deep way what the Mesil Sisharm says that Right? When, you're, when you want to show anger, he talks about kas. He says you have to get away from it. It's like poison and it's harmful. But then sometimes, if you're a Rebbe, you have to show some display of anger towards your Talmud. When you are a father, you have to sometimes show a display of anger to your child because so they should learn that they're not, what they're doing is not acceptable. But he says you have a way of doing it where you 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 don't feel the anger, and it's just an outward expression. But your mind is calm, and the truth is, is it's better. They say that when you feel the anger, to wait a little bit till it calms down before you react towards your Talmud or your son or whoever else that you need to discipline. You wait till that anger subsides. And then you're calmer, and then you could express it. But again, before you do that, so you feel the anger. Mesil Sham talks about stages, and it's a high madrega, he says also. It's a high madrega, by the way. He says, he brings very different levels. He says, you can't be like a hill. No not everyone can be like a hill where you don't feel any cast whatsoever, ever. People, normal people don't, don't have, are not in that madrega. But over time, not right away, over time, it's like this. And he says this to Mr. Hashem, look through that parak, it's fascinating, it goes through different levels. But this level is, at some point, where yes, you're going to see something or react, and that anger is going to shoot through you and you're going to feel it, but right away you'll be able to dismiss it. It'll just float the other way, and, and like, like a, you know, in and out. How does that happen? One of the ways to do this is this visualization. That blizzard that or that hurricane that just went away already, right? Or that the clouds that already moved away from the horizon and now you're seeing the blue skies again. And again, I, I really, believe Nether, would like to study this method more. Maybe actually give Shurim on practical exercises of how to go about this and with Hashem's help, but this is something that is so, so powerful. This, this again, there's a book, I'm Not Your Brain, which is a, I forgot the name of the author off the top of my head, which is great, that describes a lot of this. There's a lot of books, we have to just find the right books, the kosher books, the good books that discuss in a healthy way how to do that, how to develop that observing head, because you don't want to be cold. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're a machine. You have emotions, and you're a normal human being, and you're healthy. Part of health, though, is not to get caught up in your emotions, but rather to to think about what what identify it. That's the first step. Also, you identify it. You identify that emotion, and you identify what you're doing, so that the next time around you'll be more self aware. So. That, that is really what happens. In other words, if let's say 
a father knows that he blows his temper and his children are fearful of him and his wife is has guarded against uh, with him and he knows he has this problem there'll be a time at some point where he had that blow up but the next time if he works on himself he's about to blow up or he, he recognizes and he says to himself wait a minute this is a pattern i always have what am i feeling what is the result of what will happen if I act out on this? And over time, you will learn to be able to control it better. And again, all of this is, of course, you have to dive and ask for siyata deshmaya. But even the ideas that are in your brain and the exercise and even listening to this shir is siyata deshmaya from Hashem when you ask Him for that help to give you tools to develop to control your anger or to control your negative thoughts or to develop that self-esteem that all of us need in order to be a happy, true Eved Hashem, a son and an Eved of HaKadosh Baruch Hu with a Simcha. Have a wonderful Shabbos.